This is a special edition of the Law Enforcement Today Show, broadcasting from Washington, D.C. at the Federation for American Immigration Reform's annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. I'm one of about 70 radio shows here, and we're doing it from the top floor overlooking the U.S. Capitol building outdoors, so you hear background noise, you hear traffic noise, you hear lots of people in the background, and we are here talking about the American immigration crisis, the border crisis, how people are impacted by it, so enjoy the special episode of Law Enforcement Today Show. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. There was social media, and then there was social audio. Now the Breakout app combines the best of both. Best of all, the Breakout app is free with versions for iPhone and Android devices. You can download the app for free at the App Store and Google Play, or you can download for free at www.letbreak.com. This is a very special edition of the Law Enforcement Today show. We are coming from the Federation for American Immigration Reform's annual Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. That means we are outdoors. Actually, we're on the roof of... 400 North Capitol Street in Washington, D.C., overlooking the United States Capitol Building, which I used to have a lot of respect for, not so much anymore. So you're going to hear ambient noises. You'll hear fans. You'll hear some weather. You might hear sirens. Uh, A little bit of ambient noise that we don't normally get in the pristine environment of the radio studio. Joining us, we have Peggy and Fred Davis. They are Arizona cattle ranchers, husband and wife team, and they are going to give us perspective about we had the lads on earlier. You are from Cochise County, Arizona, correct? Yes, sir. About 12 miles east of Tombstone, which oh. is 25 miles north of the border. Tombstone. Isn't that where that that famous gunfight was? And gunfight at the OK Corral. Wyatt Earp and all them guys. I'll be your huckleberry. Yeah. I saw something interesting about that. Yeah. This famous line, and people in law enforcement love that movie. Uh, I'm no exception. But the line where Val Kilmer says, I'll be your huckleberry, I saw something about this. I don't know if you realize this or not. A huckle was a term for the... the Handle on a coffin. Right. And it was what he meant to say was, I'll be your huckleberry. So, yep. we've been saying it all wrong the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Uh, so, uh, we have this conception. And I, I told the lads earlier, I'm a city slicker. So... Uh, we watched the movie City Slicker, and you, you put him with a real... I don't know nothing about what you do. I get what I get from Hollywood, and I know that's... Because they do it with police. I know it is nothing remotely close. So, is it fair to say that you all are not the stereotypical cattle ranchers that are portrayed on television with it? No, Yellowstone is not us. Oh, so you're not Yellowstone, and you're not Dallas, you're not... Uh, no. Million-dollar spreads and private jets and Lamborghinis no, and all that? we don't even have electricity. Never <laughs> have had. Come on, you have no electricity? No. In Arizona? Correct. We do have solar power. We don't have electric lines. We have solar power. Wow. So, okay. So you're off the grid, so to speak. There's no lines going to your house. But you do have electricity. Well, yeah. Because otherwise, how are you going to listen to this? 
I was gonna say you won't be able to hear yourself. <laughs> well, That'd be no that's good. True. We, we couldn't do that, but yeah, we're off the grid. Always have been. So when you, how, how number one, how long has your family been in ranching? Well, my one of my great granddads came to Arizona in 1862. Got so involved in. I cabin. can't do the math that quick. That's yeah. a darn long time. Good while. And where did he come from? Missouri. Missouri. Before that, your family came from where? Quebec. Where? Quebec. Quebec. Okay, Canada. So French Canadian. No, an no. Irishman. Oh, there we go. Something common. I knew I kind of like that. My grandparents came from County Cavan uh, in the early 1930s. Your family has handed down this ranching for generation and generation and generation. I'm going to ask you a question before we get into the border crisis. What are some of the demands that Americans just don't get uh, uh, that, that are being placed upon you and your business? Well, ranching is a pretty tough deal. We, we can't figure out what our beef is costing us and put a price on it. We receive the price that people want to give us. Right. That's it. Um, if the price is bad, then we suffer that year. Uh, our our feed costs go up. Our trucking costs go up. All our inputs, our salt, uh, what what we have to furnish, our diesel to run our pickups, etc. Those costs go up, and maybe the price of beef goes up, and maybe it doesn't. Since they repealed country of origin labeling, now they bring in beef from Brazil, they put it in a new package, and they call it product of the USA. I didn't know that. Beef and pork is not, they can do that to it. And that has a direct impact on, on your bottom line. Absolutely. In 2014, I sold some cows for $3.04 a pound. Last year is the most I've gotten since 2014, and it was $1.60 a pound. That's, again, I'm not super great. It's almost half the price. Slightly but your expenses have gone up. I'm sure fuel cost, uh, the cost, well, you got solar, so that's one help. But the bottom line keeps going up, and the profitability goes down, so you're getting stuck somewhere in the middle. Exactly. And. Then you've got things to be concerned about, like weather. So, uh, again, I'm not an expert, but feeding, water supply, things of that nature, that's got to be a never-ending struggle for you. Oh, yeah. Um, for example, I I don't have any cropland. We don't. It's just they graze off natural grass that grows there. Um, but I add a protein supplement in the winter. I've been feeding it three years. Uh, when I started, it was three hundred dollars a ton. The next year, it was four hundred. Last year, it was five seventy-five. I just got a deal. He wants me to lock in the price at six seventy-five now because first of the year, it's going up higher than that. I don't know at what point. It's very hard to figure out at what point it's not functioning. I just can't. I can't feed them anymore. How, how do you how do you two sleep at night? There's one thing that really can mess up my peace of mind. Well, it's actually a few things, but one is fear of financial insecurity. That will keep me up at night. And my mind goes right from, uh, we're okay, we got money in the bank too, I'll be homeless bugging food. And that's where my mind goes, and I'm pacing the floor. How do you, how do you both of you keep your sanity with that happening all the time? Habits, we I don't. guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't. Sanity's overrated, overrated, they say anyway, but 
you can't be in this field and it's not like you have set prices all the time, you set expenses. Well, both of us grew up on a ranch. I grew up on a ranch in Colorado and um, of course Fred grew up in Cochise County. So we were both accustomed to problems at ranching that, that had to do with agriculture and um, government um, pushback and and all of those things. But I wasn't prepared for the illegal immigration problem when I moved to Cochise County. That was a whole new thing. Love is blind. Right. So um, it, it was a real culture shock for me. But uh, yeah, you're, you're right. All of those things eat eat away at you day in and day out and how are we going to pay for that feed bill and how are we going to pay for you know that fuel um we bought a lot of bulk fuel when we could see the price was going way up and you know we had a ten thousand dollar bill to pay but knowing at the end of the road we would be saving you know some money along the way but i i I don't know that we do remain sane does anybody listen I know you, you must have organizations you're members of. Oh, and yeah. certain people listen. But do politicians listen to your concerns? Before we even talk about the border crisis, because that's another ball of wax, just the day-to-day operation of what you do. Does anyone listen to your concerns and fears? They listen, but they don't do anything. So what good is it? Yeah, exactly. They would vote for re, uh putting cool back in place if it ever got there i think we could count on them but they won't co-sponsor a bill and that is what is what's cool country country of, of origin, origin labeling which is we need to have there we, yes we Look, i have try that. to buy american as much as i can right. i really do because i want to be able to get if i got to give out a certain amount of money every day to stay functioning I want to give the people that are my neighbors. Well, right. We do that too. And you know, but you think you're buying American when you buy beef. And nine times out of 10, I'm making that up. I don't know how many times out of 10. Not what percentage of the time when you buy beef that is made in America that it, that it was raised here. It was packaged here. That is a huge difference. We are at the Federation of American Immigration Reforms Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. We're talking with Peggy and Fred Davis, Arizona Candle Ratchers. When we return, we're going to talk about the southern border crisis, crime, and how it's impacting their daily operation. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The place to be online is our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. You'll get access to unique news articles, editorials, and so much more. That's Law Enforcement Today Radio Show on Facebook. Have you ever wanted to listen to a favorite Law Enforcement Today episode again? Or chat directly with John J. Wiley? Now you can. Download Podopolo for free on either app store and send John J. Wiley a DM right on the app. That's P-O-D-O-P-O-L-O, Podopolo. There was social media and then there was social audio. Now the Breakout app combines the best of both. Best of all, the Breakout app is free with versions for iPhone and Android devices. You can download the app for free at the App Store and Google Play, or you can download for free at www.letbreak.com. (laughs) 
special episode of the Law Enforcement Today Show. We are coming from the Federation for American Immigration Reform's annual Feet to the Fire, Hold Their Feet to the Fire radio row event. We are one of 66 radio shows here and one of less than a handful that are nationally syndicated. My guests right now are Fred and Peggy Davis. They are Arizona cattle ranchers from Cochise County, Arizona. Earlier we had an interview with Sheriff Mark Daniels, uh, Sheriff of Cochise County. We also had Joe Beth and John Ladd, also Arizona cattle ranchers. And we're kind of having fun because I, I'm the, the city slicker and I have no idea what their life is like. I'm like everybody else. I hear what happens and what I'm told from the media. When I say the media, I mean Hollywood, television, movies, social media, and the news. We're going to talk about, we talked about the impact of the daily life that people don't understand of what you do. It's not Dallas. It's not Yellowstone. It's a different thing. But what we don't hear about is something that's been going on in my entire lifetime that I can recall, same as yours, is the, the, the southern border crisis. But my main contention and complaint is I'm sick and tired of politicians lying to me. It, just tell me the truth. If you're not going to do anything, have some backbone and say, oh, we're not going to do it for this reason. Don't tell me that it's raining outside and you know what, on my leg. I, I, I'm just not... I don't get that. How bad is it for you? Well, for the last 40 years, we have fought illegal immigration. Um, before that, we had a, an, um, a migrant occasionally come through looking for work for a day or two. Maybe they were headed uh, north to some farms or something, and, and I'd feed them. If they came through, I'd give them some food to take along the way. They'd, of course, have water. Maybe let them sleep in the barn at night. Uh, Fred's mother before me fed them when they came through. But uh, um, after 1986, Reagan's amnesty plan backfired badly and we started having them when 60 show up at your front door you can't feed them anymore no so uh, and then they're mad because you didn't feed them and word gets back to mexico these people do something for you those won't um, that sort of thing and they they began began to be become more vindictive uh, more destructive um they didn't respect our land anymore and wouldn't you say fred that that was something that happened after 86. Oh yeah, that it, it used to be agriculture people who wanted to come work for 60 or 90 days and take right. money back to Mexico. Which I don't have a problem with. I totally understand. I, I get it. Yeah. We need a Trying farm to program. Improve yeah. their life. Yeah. Um, there, we never had a problem. And then when 86, they didn't want a job at the ranch. They want to come to town and be maids and waiters and they got belligerent there were people who put posters up in mexico that beware of the vigilante ranchers they will try to kill you uh all kinds of stuff so we had fences cut water lines floats broken off tanks drained fences torn down yeah um, and you're, the, you're supposedly the vigilante ranchers. Yes. Mm -hmm. You don't strike me as vigilantes. I'm, I'm not I'm not an expert in that category. But as a retired police, I, you can read people pretty quick. You don't seem to either one of you have a, a violent bone in your body. Well, no. And, you know, um, those of us that spend a lot of time on the border have been um, very benevolent. 
with those people and their plight and did try to help them when we could. I've fed more people coming through that are illegal and given them water and provided them medicine if they needed it than, than anybody in Martha's Vineyard. Right. Pretty sure. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm sure you know, that they, they don't understand that we are humanitarians. But there comes a point where you cannot physically take care of every one of them. Well, there comes a point where you have to survive yourself. And you already talked earlier about the margins, how they're, the cost is going up and what you make profitability goes down. So when you start adding in other sources like feeding people, you can't do it. Now, I, I don't have an issue with people coming here to work. I told people earlier, my right. grandparents immigrated. They were 16. Two or three weeks after turning 16, they came to the United States from Ireland with no guarantees. Yeah. And they took jobs that no one else wanted because that's that's how you got ahead. It was an opportunity. So I get that. And I'll be honest with you. I don't want to be a rancher. From what I've heard, it's a lot of work. It is not like the stereotypical images of the guy riding a horse and all that stuff. I think we have to finish it out, though. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. You're kind of stuck. So would I rather be a waiter? Yeah. Um, although I probably would not be very good at that either. But one of the things that I don't think people really get, first of all, it's so easy to vilify you. It's not just in Mexico. Oh, sure. Our own media does it. And our, our politicians call people like you fascist and racist and you're the enemy. Oh, yeah. When it's the furthest thing from the truth. Exactly. No one should be able to own large tracts of land. That's what's coming out now. You know, they... They believe that's that's wrong. There was a country that lived by that philosophy. It's called Russia, or, you know, the yeah, Soviet right. uh, Union, back that's in the right. day. Where, yeah. and by the way, this is something your your family came much longer. But when the Irish were evicted from their property, they were the the roofs are burned, and they lost all their land, and they lost all privilege. They lost everything, and then millions of people starved to death during the famine when food was available and shipped to other countries. Uh, so, if people think this can't happen here, they're they're sadly mistaken. And it, exactly. to some degree, there are people they think well meaning that are that that want to do this legislation wise. Are you aware that there were nineteen? There so far this year, there are nineteen food processing processing plants that have been destroyed by fire. Most of them. Most of them by fire. Uh, a small airplane crashed into three of them. Yeah. No, I'm not aware of that. What a coincidence, right? Yeah. And we don't hear about that. No. Uh, well, I think I know why. Also, another thing that people don't hear about is how many people a day are coming across the border and, and coming onto your land. And they're just not just walking through. They're destroying stuff. Right. We used to have them walk through on a daily basis when we had the big groups in the 80s and 90s. And... Before 2005. That's when it changed. And that changed big in 2005. Um, now we have one now and then, but mostly what we have now are um, cartel that are bringing young men 20 to 30 years old into this country. They're unattached. You know, they don't have a family, most of them. Um, and they're they're not walking in so much as they're coming in in... Uh, catching a vehicle and getting as far north as they can as fast as they can and so we have a lot of drive-throughs now being and chased by um the sheriff's department or and by the way your sheriff did a great job oh I, great that 6200 square miles is i think he said mm -hmm. and he had 90 road patrol deputies to, to handle that yeah, yeah. 
that the, the, the way this is taxing their resources is unimaginable. But here's, and we're running out of time. The cartels, I'm no expert, but everything that's coming across that border is cartel driven. Now, yes. there's yeah. a cartel and mafia is not really anything. That's organized crime groups. Absolutely. And they're heavily involved in politics. They're also heavily involved in law enforcement. Um, and we've had politicians and states saying that, that they need to be treated as terror groups. What are we going to do about this? What do you think should be done about this? They need to be treated like terrorists, which is what they are. Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution says they will protect us from invasion, both mm-hmm. foreign and domestic. If this isn't an invasion, what the is. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've had people on a show, and one was at Texas DPS. He was shot by Mexican forces across the Rio Grande, and mm-hmm. to this day, they won't tell him who did it or no information. We have almost daily reports, and I don't think people hear about it, about incursions into our country from their forces, uh, and the politicians just don't seem to care. Uh, I want to wrap things up and, and say this. I w- appreciate you coming and sharing your experience and enlightening us to what actually goes on is Peggy and Fred Davis, the Arizona cattle ranchers. And uh, thanks so much for being guests on the Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciate it. Well, thanks for having thanks, us. Jay. We appreciate it. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show broadcast on numerous stations once a week and growing. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya.